Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Psalm 121 is perhaps my favourite psalm. Uh, you will hear me say it a lot uh, over, the, over the years. Hope you're around for that long. Uh, and you know, you might go, there it goes again on Psalm 121. But it's such a wonderful truth for us that we need to keep reminding ourselves always. I look to the hills, from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. And he who watches over you does not sleep and does not slumber. Whatever the challenge, whatever the trial might be in your life, God is well and truly aware of it. And God is well and truly working on your behalf. God is well and truly equipping you to overcome that and to live the victorious life that he has promised. Where are you looking? It's hard in the middle of a challenging trial to lift your head. Yeah. You look to the hills, from where is your help going to come? Your help and your deliverance is going to come from the Lord God Almighty, yes. the maker of heaven and earth. He watches over you and he does not slumber. I want to preach out of the, uh, the, the vision statement, the compass bearing that Jason, Pastor Jason Schroeder, our lead pastor, set up for us last week. So if you're here, you'll remember that at the core, the centre of what we are about in our churches is Jesus. Yes. If you read through the Bible, we'll tell you very clearly that Jesus is our foundation. Yeah. He's your foundation for a flourishing and fruitful life. It's called the cornerstone. If you're going to build a life, you're always looking back to Jesus. The cornerstone will tell you, go that way, go that way. And buildings are built in relation to where the cornerstone is placed. Our lives to be fruitful and flourishing and successful have to be has to have to constantly be, we have to constantly be looking back to Jesus yeah. and who He is, and what He's done for us, and what He's speaking to us, and what He's declaring, what He is declaring over our lives. He's in heaven and He's our advocate in heaven before the throne. He's on your case, even though you might not be aware of it, even though you might not sense that. He is on your case. So we have Jesus at the centre of all that we do, and we live from the centre outwards. We are living our lives from (coughs) who Jesus is. We are living our lives from what he has done for us. Who is Jesus? And Nicole spoke a couple of weeks ago about Jesus is our power. The name of Jesus gives us the power and the authority. He spoke about him as our king. Who is Jesus? Who are we living our life from? We live our life from the one who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We live our life from the Creator of all things. We live our life from the one in whose hands, into whose hands, God has put all authority. He's the one from whom we live our lives. Too often, because again we live in this world, we're living our lives from the world. And we're looking for our sustenance and we're looking for our strength and our hope from the world. You look around the world, what's it full of? Some wonderful things. I speak well of the world because there's some wonderful, beautiful, fun things going on. But I also know in the world, apart from Jesus Christ, there is brokenness and there is fear and there is anxiety and there is regret and there is pain. All sorts of things. And so if we're living from the world to sustain us, we're we're looking in the wrong place and we're going to feel sure. We want Jesus at the centre. What does Jesus say? He's going to be lifted up. 
and everybody who looks to him will be saved. We will be saved from sin, we will be saved from death, but we're also saved as we live and negotiate the challenges that this life brings. So we're going to live our lives from who he is, our Redeemer, our, your Redeemer, your Saviour, your Messiah and mine. And we're going to, live, going to live our lives from what he has done for us, what he has done for us on the cross. He took my sin upon him that I might become his righteousness, his holiness. I'm loved, he equips me, he's forgiven me, he's redeemed me, he's placed me in heaven and given me a wonderful hope. His promise that he is with me always, he is with you always in every situation and circumstance. He never leaves you and he never forsakes forsakes you. And so I live from out of my relationship of Jesus Christ. The yellow, before we do the work, I said yellow Jesus. I was talking about <laughs> yellow Jesus. Great reminder. <laughs> However, if you look really, really closely at the middle there, you'll see a tiny little black dot. Can you see that tiny little black dot in the middle of the yellow there? If you look really, really carefully, and you'll see, when you get closer, get the microphone, microphone. Glass, what do you call it? Magnifying glass. <laughs> you magnifying glass, you look and you see. <laughs> actually, microscope and magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> and you see actually it's two little letters, two little black letters. And one says M and one says E. <laughs> Me. Look really, really close and it's there. It's not really there. But sometimes, <laughs> even though I feel like I've got Jesus at the centre, and I'm living from that relationship, there's right at the middle, there's still me. There's still a lot of trust, still a lot of faith in me. I still want to be in control. (laughs) I still want to understand and grasp everything that's going on. Because if I can understand and grasp everything that's going on, then I'll feel better about myself and and I'll feel in control. (laughs) I want to be in the driving seat. I want to live my life with Jesus, but Jesus, can you hop in the back seat, please? Back there for you. We don't necessarily need to be in good faith. We look into Jesus to help us, but if we're not careful, we can still rely on what the Bible says, our flesh. We're still looking to ourselves and our own way of doing things, our own strength, our own power of our mind, you know, strength of our emotions, the people around us, to get us through life. I remember when, when I was... I wasn't saved, but Nicole was, we were just, we were neighbours and she was talking to me about the things of God and she, she was praying for me to be saved, to, to acknowledge Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I, was, I don't know if I said this to you, I probably did. It frustrated the, I was going to say the hell out of you. <laughs> frustrated her because I said, oh, no, just let me read the Bible from start to finish, and then I'll understand everything, and then, you know, then I'll, then I'll feel worthy. Then I'll feel like I'm good enough for God to be accepted. I don't quite know if I expressed it that way, but so I was really earnest. I went to the bookstore and I got the Bible out. This is going way back. No, not the variety we have today. No, it's true. There was old King James, right, in a really big that that. A Bible, really thin pages, really tiny writing. 
And if there was good intention, I was going to read that from start to finish. I was relying on myself. You know, I will, I will come to a really good understanding of who God is and what He's about, and then I'll be right to invite Jesus to be a part of my life. We rely on ourselves an awful lot more, and we forget who we are, really. We are sinners, but for the grace and the mercy of God. If we have God in our life and Jesus at the centre, then we replace ourselves from being sinners at the mercy and the grace of God. And who are we instead? We are hopeful, holy, righteous, beloved of God. He is with us and we have a home in heaven. I was talking to someone some years ago, it always stuck with me. And, and he had a, a, a lust problem. So he said, right, I'm going to defeat this. I am never going to look at another woman ever again. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm not making that one up. I'm never going to look at another woman again. What's he doing? He's putting me at the centre. He's putting his own strategies, his own way of living, putting himself in the driver's seat and ignoring what the Bible tells us very clearly. I look to the hills. From where does my help come? From where does your help come? It comes from the Lord God Almighty. I had an encounter whilst we were away. Another encounter. But God put this thought into my head. We were on holidays. And I was just down at the beach front having a coffee and shake. And this thought came to us. I actually decided, had a little revelation, that's my happy place. You know how people say, go to your happy place? My happy place is the beach with some grass and some shade and a drink of some sort. So when you say go to your happy place, I'm going to my happy place now. <laughs> That's where I am. I don't know where your happy place is. But this, this thought came to me very, very clearly. Right? And, and it's happened to me a couple of times over the years, and, you know, when God's, I feel like this is, this is a thought from God, because usually it comes from nowhere. And it was this, you are never going to get your life together. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds a little bit not faithful, doesn't it? You are never going to get your life together. But I know exactly what he meant. He meant you. You are never going to get your life together. So long as you are trying to figure it out yourself, so long as you are relying on your own intellect, your own way of doing things, so long as you you are never going to get your life together. And that's biblical. That's biblical. God says, you know, we're, we're on the earth, but we, 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 we see through a, a deep mist. We see through a glass darkly. We, don't, we can't grasp what's going on. And we're not going to, he says, until you get to heaven. And once you get to heaven, then it will all be made clear what God has been doing in your life all this time. Then it will be made clear, and you will see where God's hand was on you all the time, where God was trying to lead you, what Jesus was trying to speak to you. But it's us to, up to us to open that door yeah. and invite yeah. the Word of God and the will of God in. Because if I ever get to that place of complete understanding, if I ever get to that place where I've got it all together, where I'm perfect, and if you're waiting for that day when you've got it all together, I think you're going to be waiting an awful long yeah. time. Okay? The day when you get it all together will be the day when you're in heaven. <laughs> That's not to say God's strength isn't there for us to cause us to endure. But if you're relying on yourself and waiting for that day, 
Because if I ever get it all together, if I ever get to that place of complete understanding, then there's no room, I don't need God wow. anymore. Right. I don't need my faith in God anymore. I read a, a, an interesting thing during the week. I'm not, I don't think it's biblical, but it's interesting. Yeah. That it, an interesting perspective. And it said, when we get to heaven, I think this is what the writer was saying. Right? I think I'm going to be nostalgic for what happened on earth. Insane. Because on earth, in the middle of a trial and in the middle of a challenge, I can still declare my faith in God. Even though I can't grasp what's going on, I still plant my feet and I go, God, this is this is difficult, but I declare my faith in you. God, this is difficult, but I believe you are with me. In trial and challenge, we get to worship God, we get to exalt God, what we're not going to be able to do in heaven. If we ever get to that place of perfection, then we don't need God in our life. There's no need for His grace and His mercy, yeah, that's right. which is our greatest resource. Wow. Wow. We yeah. need to call upon God's grace, yeah. call upon His mercy, yeah. call upon His love, yeah. because none of us can do it in our own strength. We need to smudge out that little black dot, which is the word me. Smudge it out and get rid of it. And we call and cry out for God's mercy, God's grace to move in our situation and in our circumstance. No room for the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's important we remember who we are. People totally rely on God's grace and upon His mercy and His love. We live from out of that central yellow circle, out of our relationship with Jesus. What comes out of that relationship with Jesus? We live from our place of strength, we live from our place of authority. We live from the place of mercy, comfort, and love. And not from the place of brokenness, hurt, fear, anxiety, sickness, and stress that we have here. Without God's grace and love, what are we? Rebels condemned by the weight of our sin. But with it, with God's grace, with God's mercy, with God's love for each one of us, we're free. We're hopeful, we're holy, righteous, yeah. beloved. We have a home in heaven and God is with us. Yeah, that's right. I am never going to get it all together. Mm. I will if I put it to Jesus yeah. to be the source of all yes. that I need. Yes. We're called to be people of faith. Yes. You might be in a situation, a circumstance, a challenge, a trial, whatever part of life that you're enduring at the moment. You might not understand, you might not fully grasp, but we're called to be people of faith. We're not called to be people who understand and grasp everything that's going on. We're called to be people who in the middle and not quite understanding what is going on, but we still believe. We still declare the promises and the purposes of God for each one of us. His ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, but we can be sure of one thing, his grace, yeah. his love, yeah. his mercy, oh, his faith, yeah. his strength, yeah. his wisdom for every situation and circumstance you are facing. Yeah. Hebrews 11 says this What is faith? We are people of faith. It's being certain of what we cannot see, yeah. it's being sure of what we hope for. Yeah. What are you enduring at the moment as 2019 is on? You can be sure of one thing that Jesus is with you. Yeah. 
you can be certain of the thing that you hope for, that the equipping that you will need to endure, to overcome, to that place of victory, is found in your relationship with Jesus, living out of that. Where have you been looking? I look to the hills from where my hope comes. My hope comes from the Lord God Almighty, who watches over you, he knows you, he sees you, he never sleeps, and whatever the situation or circumstance is, our faith, even though we can't grasp it, even though we can't understand it, God is working all things for good for those who love Him. Mm. If you're here this morning, there's a safe chance that you love Him. Yeah. There's many Bible figures who endured periods of confusion, disappointment, and doubt. Many. Abraham had been promised a child, and 20 years later, he still doesn't have one. There's a prayer in there as he questioned God and goes, How long, God? How long must I endure? Moses said, God, I can't do this. You have to send somebody else. And all the time that they wandered in the wilderness, there were times when he spoke to God and goes, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Jonah ran away. King David had a terrible time with his family and his sons. Paul was shipwrecked three times three times. And one of those times he was in the water for three days and three nights. Imagine what he was thinking on that third night. All of them. How long, God? How long? And how long is, you can read that through the Bible many times. People questioning, how long, God? But they endured. They stayed the course. Because they declared with faith, even though things weren't looking like they were working out, we don't live from the world. We live from the love of Jesus for each one of us. He's proved it. He died on the cross for each one of us to open up a whole new life. We now live from heaven to earth, bringing the resources of heaven, God's love, grace and mercy to every situation. I want to look at Mary because Mary found herself in a situation and in a circumstance that I don't think she could have got her head around. I don't think she could have grasped what the angel was telling her, that she was going to be the mother of the Most High, that she was going to be the mother of the one who would cause the rising and the falling, it says, of many in Israel, that she was going to be the one who was going to be putting up the Messiah. And she says some wonderful things. In the middle of not grasping what's going on, really in the middle of not understanding what God was doing with her at any particular time, she makes these two statements with read through it. As much as it is fairly straightforward, Mary, you're going to conceive a son. Well, that's easy to understand. Hard to get around when he says it will be from the Holy Spirit, not Joseph. <laughs> He's going to be great. He's going to be on the throne. His descendants will are going to be, you know, multitudes, kingdom will never end. It all sounds pretty simple on the surface, but trying to grasp that in a similar that would have been hard. But she says these three things. Well, the angel says this, verse 37. I'm jumping around for the ladies on this way. That's right. The angel says, for no word from God will ever fail. I prefer the translation that says, the angel says, Mary's going, how am I going to have this baby? And the angel says, for with God, all things are possible. That's a declaration that I want us to make as we come to the end of the service. All things, all things are possible. Your challenge, your trial, whatever is ahead of you, 
We are people of faith who declare, and whatever you're praying for, that though it might look impossible, the God who spoke to Mary, the God who looked over Abraham, Moses, brought them all through to that place of deliverance, says, all things are possible. Do not lean on your own understanding. Smudge up the little me that's in there. You'll never be able to grasp that. You'll never be able to grasp all things are possible. But we can state it, and we can declare it, and we can believe it. She goes on to say, verse 38, For I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered, and may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Another translation says this, Be it done unto me according to your word. And the word of God, the Bible, is filled with promise after promise after promise that he is with you, he knows you, he watches over you, he knows what's best for you and for your life, and he will deliver you. And I love Mary's response, even though she can't understand what's going on. Be it done unto me according to your word. Dr. Google will be a, a, a wonderful resource here. What is the challenge or specific trial that you feel you're facing? And you can go and find the verses in the Bible, you can go and find what God says about that particular trial and circumstance and, and respond to it the way Mary responds. Lord, I'm reading your promise here, be it done unto me according to what you have said, because with you, God, all things are possible. I can't grasp it, I will not be able to get my head around it, but Lord, I'm a person of faith. Not a person called to understand everything that's going on. I'm a person who's called to declare yes. the promises of really God good. over my life and over every situation. Right. And I love verse 45. Mary goes to visit her sister, Elizabeth, her cousin. And this is what Elizabeth says over here. You're blessed, Mary, because you have believed that what the Lord has said will come to pass. Yeah. I love that. I believe, Lord, that what you have said will come to pass. Your promise of your deliverance from every situation and circumstance, your promise that the strategy of the enemy against me will be defeated, I believe that what you have said will come to pass. I believe that what the Lord has said will come to pass because in him all things are possible. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he had two words for the people who were there. Only believe. They said, you can't raise him from the dead. He's been dead three days. If you roll that stone away, it's going to smell. Mm. He stinketh. Yeah. I read the old King James. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> and Jesus said, no, no, no. you only believe. Only believe and you will see yeah. the glory of God come yeah. to pass. Right. So what challenge, what trial, what circumstance you are in, only believe, continue to declare God's goodness over your life, and you will see the glory of God come to pass in God's perfect timing. Not my timing. I've got wonderful things planned. Why can't he stick to my timetable? Why can't he answer quickly? Get rid of that me. We are people of faith. Who and what is our greatest resource? Jesus and his grace and his mercy. More and more, I'm praying into these situations that I'm facing, God, your grace, God, your mercy, God, your love. I believe that what you've said, Lord God, you are the God of the impossible. I can't see this thing resolving, but in you, all things are possible. 
I want to read from Luke chapter 5. I think the band come up And this caught my attention during the week. It wasn't actually part of my original message. But this, this caught my attention, and I think it's with some people here this morning. Jesus was preaching to the crowd from a boat. And in verse 4, he says this. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper, and let down your nets to catch some fish. And Simon says this, Master, Simon replied, we have worked hard all last night and we have not caught a thing. Mm. Are you in the middle of a trial, a circumstance, a challenge, and it's like you've been fishing and believing and praying and you haven't caught anything yet? And this is what Jesus said. Go out where it's deeper. Go out where it's deeper. Go again. Persevere. Persist. You may have worked hard and not caught a thing. And this is what Peter says. But if you say so, God, if you say so, Jesus, I will go again. I will go again and I will let the next down. I will go again and I will pray again. I will go again and I will persevere in my faith. I will go again and I will persevere in your name. Because God, you are the God of the impossible. God, you have declared promise after promise. I know that I am in the acceptable year of our Lord's favour. That's how Jesus began his ministry. And if you say, go again, Jesus, I'm going to go again. Who are we? People of faith. Who are we? People who believe the promises of God. Who are we? People who declare those. Who are we? People who live from heaven. People who live from Jesus. And so he goes out. And at this time, their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. God has a harvest for you. God has a deliverance for you. God has your heart's desire to be fulfilled in His perfect timing. I love the book of Habakkuk. I've got a note here that says, Do a Habakkuk. I thought that would be a good t-shirt. Do a Habakkuk. That would be a conversation starter, wouldn't it? Habakkuk 3, 16 to 19. Ancient Israel, occupied by the enemy. And Habakkuk says this, I will wait patiently for the, de- de- for the day of calamity to come upon the nation that is invading us. I will wait patiently knowing that God will come through. God will come through for you and sustain you. And he says this, Though the fig tree does not bud, and though there are no grapes on the vines, you can put in your situation and circumstance there. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stores, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Why? I will be joyful in God my Saviour because He is my strength. He will make my feet like the feet of a deer and He will enable me to tread on the heights. Where are you looking? Are you looking to the hills? Are you looking to God? Are you calling upon His grace and mercy? Because your strength will not be enough. 
we need God to move on our behalf. As people of faith, we look not to our own abilities, but to God's grace and mercy. We believe and we trust the promises of God. We have faith in His goodness. We're confident that God is with us in the midst of it all. His grace and mercy gives us the strength we need, and the Holy Spirit guides us with the wisdom that we need. His love working every situation for our good. What is the trial challenge that you're in at the moment? God has your deliverance in hand. Who are you praying for at the moment? God has their deliverance in hand. The people of faith, no matter what the situation and circumstances, we continue to believe. We continue to believe that God is the God of the impossible. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.